0: Geek shock. shock. No, I remember
1: I was to the one that brought you
2: the ranch dressing one. You f- asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That awful. one was the, one of the worst uh, I've that, ever w- things I've ever I mean the hard sour
3: pressed- milk and seltzer? Yeah, that yeah. sounds
4: right. I'd be hard pressed uh, to find
2: one worse than that.
4: Lester Fixins gave us some of the worst wonderful uh, moments of Ugly Couch well, Show. They have, what's going in my mouth?
2: The bacon soda was terrible, but now they have a bacon soda with chocolate and I'm like, "No.
4: <laughs> it's not going to no, not going to get better. It's not going to get better." I don't know.
2: We could have had the
5: the Mako shark jerky I had a couple weeks ago. That, wow, that was that all that perfect was, for uh What's going in my mouth? You're I, right. I, that and By the been way, perfect I threw for that for in that. the garbage can over there. How did that smell? I remember uh, doing the pumpkin pie like one soda. I won Andy's dates. <laughs> Ow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, looking at my picture, because I I, I I was so tired when I st- we stopped and I had to get this picture of these sodas. I don't remember doing the mustard soda, and I'm glad we didn't.
4: Oh, wait. That is different. We didn't, never did mustard soda. Yeah. We missed that mustard
2: one. Mustard soda, Lester Fixin's. Oh. Thank God. That, that would sounds, have happened. That, that sounds like that a patron
4: level to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 523. I am Master Torgo.
1: 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact-checked Andy.
4: Why'd you say it like that? Just to make you Pause. Oh, Maple Leaf, Matt. <laughs> We're to talk weak and geek. It's been a heck of a week for us geeklings yep. here in yeah. Las Vegas. Uh, one of us didn't go to Las Vegas for their geeklingness. They, nope. you, had to, you had to travel a bit. I
2: traveled. I did. I went to lovely Anaheim, California.
4: Ah. How went, is Anna?
2: Anna? It seems all right. So
4: you... Had the adventure of a lifetime because you went to Knott's Berry Farm and rolls roller coasters. I Yay. did not. Oh, oh no, no, I mi- I misheard you. What, where'd you go?
2: I went to Disneyland oh, uh, with my friend. Is that and, still open? Yeah, and friend of the show, Darren, my old bartending partner in crime from uh, Star Trek: The Experience days. Oh, uh, uh, we uh, you're the guy
3: that worked with Darren at yeah, uh, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. You got it. Yep, that's me. Okay, that's All right. Him. Went and did uh, Galaxy's Edge the and uh, new
4: Star Wars Disneyland. Yes, land. Uh,
2: part of the reason we went was because uh, Rise of the Resistance just opened at uh, Disneyland. That's the newer ride. That's the the, brand the penultimate new, ride. And it really is. That is it the is. flagship
4: ride of every Disney park. Yes, worldwide.
2: Um, it's three different ride systems all working together in t- well. I guess technically four, but they tout it as three different ride systems working in tandem for a
4: quote unique immersive experience. Well, no one paints a picture like eighties Jeff, so Jeff, take us on a uh, aural imaginative adventure. So I apologize in
2: advance. Part of this is gonna seem like an Andy story. Ow. (laughs) Wow.
5: Man, it's it's Burn Andy Day. I love it. Hell every day's Burn Andy
2: Day. We drove out to Anaheim on Wednesday. Checked into the hotel and then we went to the park that night. So I actually got to experience. Wait, wait, what
1: was the soap like in the hotel?
2: Bar soap and it was dry as fuck. Oh So wow. I'm not even gonna go there. All right.
4: Um, wait, wait, Where did you? What, what hotel did you stay at?
1: Days Inn.
2: Okay, nothing it special. Was a, it was a nice Days Inn, so it wasn't like one okay. of the older, like, <laughs> oh my god, it's a shithole. But the kinda. really
1: important question, besides the
4: soap. Oh shit! Here Parking it comes. was ample. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> anyway, so we we checked quickly. Checked into the hotel. We took a, a lift to the park. And got to spend a few hours what that kind night. Of car was the lift? I don't remember. Don't do this, Andy. We had, Please don't do this. We had like four of them while we were there. So, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is gorgeous at night. I mean, the color schemes that you, they use to illuminate Well, we got there about four thirty, five o'clock in the evening. So it was the sun was setting when we checked into the hotel, and by the time we actually got to the park, which was literally about another twenty minutes later, it was it was dark. Okay. And, Got to uh, experience Galaxy's Edge at night. Uh, we Are walked around. You okay, around.
0: Andy? <laughs> I <got> the giggles. <laughs> the I got beauty the
1: giggles. of <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I'm to Christ.
2: talking into your microphone. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying so hard to maintain, but I got the giggles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's killing himself with his little
1: friggin' jokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I actually got to do Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run that night because, for whatever reason, it's it's it wasn't even eight o'clock when we were you know cuz we wandered through parts of the park and then we got over to Galaxy's Edge there was no wait oh for the ride cuz everyone's at Rise of the Resistance i i guess so i don't know all I know is there was no weight. We went right up. We got right on. Uh, Darren and I were pilots. We crashed quite a bit. Really? So we we only scored like 1,100 points on the whole thing. How, how much? Oh, what's the maximum? sucks. I don't know what the maximum was, but I know that we were only barely above negative points. Oh. Because the second time we did it, I was... Because the, the first time I did it, I was the right seat pilot. The next time I did it, I was the left seat pilot, and there was a, a young kid piloting with me, and... Uh, let's just say that neither of us were doing a great job flying the Falcon the second time I went on. But the details in the Millennium Falcon leading up into the ride area are amazing. It's cool just being there. And, of course, I sat down at the, the hollow chess table. I've got a picture of myself there. and I have. Uh, did you cry? I didn't cry, but I could easily have. Uh, because it's...
4: One of the things that Disney does so well... I'm not, not going to lie. I'm, I'm, when I go there, I'm going to cry. I'm, I'm going to be so immersed and so excited to be in that environment. I, I am going to tear up and be a little. Video
2: or it didn't happen. <laughs> I did tell Darren, though. I said, I haven't been this excited since I went to Star Trek The Experience the first time. And I was having that ear-to-ear grin. Because just like what I was starting to say is one of the things Disney does so well is the level of detail in every part of that area. Just the aging on the rocks, the little speckles of rust, the, the details on the droids that are sitting around there, the, the ships that are sitting around there, the, the characters walking around. I'm just, it's, it literally is incredible. Um, so yeah, the first night, uh, did the smuggler's run, did a lot of walk around, took a lot of pictures. The second day, we decided we were going to uh, get up early, go to the park to try to get on Rise of the Resistance. So, this would have been Thursday morning. Got into the park, and this is where it turns into an Andy story. Oh, oh dear. Didn't get a boarding group on on Thursday, which is the day that we're, we were going to go on Rise of the Resistance. And this is why. So... For anybody wanting to go to see Rise of the Resistance in the next week or two, be aware the way they're doing that right now is you have to be scanned into the park prior to park opening. Oh. As soon as the park opens, you can try joining a boarding group on the Disneyland app. That's the only way they're doing these boarding groups right now. The day, Thursday, which was the day we had initially intended to go. The ten seconds after the it, within the ten seconds after the app went live, which is the exact moment the park opens, uh-huh. all of the boarding groups were gone for the day. For the day, damn. So Dang. be prepared. What is it? The San Diego Comic Con? It's <laughs> it's thousands of people in the park uh. all trying to get a boarding group. If you go, be prepared to not get on the first day that you go. The first it's oh, a, so Thursday we actually went and did a lot of classic rides. There were some classic Disney rides I hadn't been on like I never been on it's a small world so I went and did that Um, it's a joyful thing it is it is did you see the ninja annoying to the point of like it's it's cool when you're on it but the rest of the day it's annoying how much that song sticks in your head
4: it's a earworm it is a
2: great little song it is it is an earworm to the nth degree you know
4: what a fun thing to do for veterans of small world going back on it is find the sun and moon Every scene has one sun and one moon right. in it. And if, uh, and so look for the sun and moon in each scene. So, Don't yeah. show
3: your moon,
2: Andy. Yeah, so moon. The, that's no moon.
3: <laughs>
2: Thursday It's a um, oh we did spend <laughs> we did spend all day at the park uh, just having you know having a blast doing whatever else since we, we knew we weren't getting on rise. Go in the tiki place. I went to Sam's Tiki Bar yeah. at the Disneyland Hotel. Ooh. That was the first time I'd ever got to go there. I still haven't been there. It's crowded, but awesome. There's a lot of little things going on for the whole time you're there. Like there's a volcano erupting these the little fake windows that they have there. Yeah, little, you go to the, the, the strip, dioramas. you
3: see a volcano erupt. Right.
2: Whatever oh, shit. Thought. Case um, tearing this up. The I didn't know what was going on. I was sitting in my chair ran into this young lady from Australia that we chatted up and ended up sitting at the bar with her and just chatting about, uh, she had come into town with her sister and their kids. And this is, this was her escape from the kids for the day. Oh, um, so it is a bar. going yeah, to, yeah, well, and the other part I of the reason going was like, to Disneyland, was the escape, <laughs> <right? Yes. laughs> no, this is the escape from the kids. She had been at the park all day with the kids. So, uh, Anyway, there was this drink that she wanted that they they said you have to have at least two people on. So we joined her so that she could get her collectible tiki to take home to Australia and uh, just chatted up. Uh, While I'm there, my stool kept sinking. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was
3: like. If you flush fast enough, you don't have to worry about that.
2: The bar stool apparently is pneumatic. And it's part of the Nomadic? So yeah, it's you just to, pneumatic. You need to give it it's an pneumatic inhaler. Pneumatic.
5: <laughs> give it an inhaler. So, <laughs> you you had the sand people. Uh, there are stool. several
2: of them around the bar that do this, and apparently, one of the ones I was sat on, they they have a little thing where they can go tap a valve and it like goes down like an inch or two. Oh, at, oh, so it wasn't like
1: random they were fucking with you
2: they were fucking with me nice yeah. uh, I'm not the only one but I was sitting there at one point uh, <laughs> this young lady Jane I think it was uh, I'm pretty sure that was her name and then Darren and I were sitting there and I'm all the way down to the floor <laughs> and there but and then Darren looks over he's like wait you really did go all the way down I'm like yeah I'm all the way down here <laughs> and then a all short of a sudden, stormtrooper yeah And then all of a sudden, they started pumping the seat up, and they watched me rise up like two and a half feet, and they're like, that's funny. They're just messing with you. Or as we call it, Andy Height. Apparently, it's worse when you've been drinking a lot because people don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, man. uh, But there's all kinds of cool things in there. If you get a chance, check it out. Um, It is typically crowded, though, so um, just be patient. Wait for a spot to open up. Go to the bar. But yeah, the, the Tiki Bar was pretty awesome. So anyway, the next morning we got up early. We got into the park. Did any of um, the
5: first order troopers fuck with you?
2: No, they didn't. I really wanted uh, them to, but um,
5: like, like there's there's Ray or like walking through the park, and she's like, "Oh, I'll try to hide me!" Like, she's right here. Ray's right here. <laughs> FN11, right here.
2: <laughs> I really wanted one of them to come up and ask me for my ID so I could do the. You don't need to see my ID with. The mind trick thing. So uh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to. You, you know a bunch of people who worked in a cracks like that. I'm sure there's an answer. Right. He saps you. In um, the... yes, we need to. I did get. I did get my picture with Chewbacca. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Darren was wearing a Corks Bar and Restaurant shirt, and the guy like pointed at it, looked at me, pointed at it, and like shrugged. His sh- Chewbacca shrugs his shoulders, and he's like pointing at it, pointing to the the handler that's walking with him, and he's like, I don't know, is this like a uh, this is a, like a competition for the cantina or something? I said, it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. This is all on th- Thursday still. Um, we, we <laughs> See, had our you,
3: you fucked up my whole timeline. I was like,
2: is this? When, this wasn't on Thursday? That's time we knew it
3: was on night. at still yeah, night time. Yeah.
2: Um, and I also the did. flashback. I also did um, Savi's uh, uh, lightsaber workshop. Oh. I built my own lightsaber. Fantastic. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. All right, let's uh, it's let's It's a bit pricey.
4: A bit pricey about
2: how much? It's it's $200 plus them, tax. Yeah. Okay. So it runs out to be about 200 Whichever one you build. But you yeah, whichever create. one you build. Um That's what there's I said. There's four and where tracks. Is it? Uh it's in Galaxy's Edge. No,
1: no. Where is your lightsaber? <laughs>
2: uh it's at home. Okay because You've this is an there. audio this is an audio podcast it's not show and tell. Listen, I just want to see true. it. We're people I was to no. no. see it yes, you don't saber. count. We don't count. <sighs> we don't count. But it's really cool. It's an interactive experience. You have the the workshop attendants that walk you through it. There's um, audio cues. I mean there's Yoda makes an appearance and as, the, as the the voice
3: lightsaber telekinetically rises in front of you and no. builds itself. Oh.
2: You you build it by hand. Um, well, but you get to pick from like uh, four Worst different tracks. build um, ever. <laughs> th- off the top of my head, I'm sorry, I only remember the two. There's uh, uh, power and control, uh, peace and justice, and then I can't remember what the other two were. But you pick those, tribal. and that gives you like the Once base. Tribal. Yeah. So that gives you like warrior. the base. Feminist idea of where you're going to move forward. The baby man one. <laughs> and then when you get into the workshop, they put the box in front of you that has all the different parts that you could pick from Whose to build box? your lightsaber. lightsaber. But uh, So a uh, purple blade. You got a purple blade. I did blade. get purple. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's what's good. You're able to pick your kyber crystal, which is going to determine the color of your blade. Which lightsaber <laughs> uh, is
1: yours? It's the one that says bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: really would have. <laughs> no, that that would have no. been awesome. You, uh, you can still do it. Yeah. Todd will do it for uh, me. What's neat, I, I, though, is, it. Yeah. is you're also able to go to uh, one of the shops there in Galaxy's Edge and buy other kyber crystals. So you can actually change the color of your blade. Um, so you have, there's technically seven crystals. There's the red, green, blue, purple, white, yellow, and there's a black one, too. Oh, yeah. The black one is hidden in the red crystal boxes so something like one in 1500 or one in 2000 oh it's a chase crystal yes exactly so you have to buy a red crystal and hope you might and hope you get the black now apparently early on people could take uh the light on their phone or a flashlight and shine it through and they could tell if it was black now they've made the uh casing more opaque so you can't you can't uh you can't just do that anymore so but uh, building the lightsaber cool. was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, it's, it's really a full immersive experience. So that at least in my brain was able for me to justify the two hundred dollars of spending to build the lightsaber. Oh, did I built uh, a droid. Did you build a droid? I didn't build a droid. Oh. The the droid I, I I walked in there. I looked at it. It just seemed kind of che- that one seemed kind of cheesy to me. But that that's just me. I'm not gonna say that it's not for somebody else. I just was like, nah, I'm more interested in building the lightsaber. So, um, so build a lightsaber, and then later we got to go to Oga's Cantina. Uh, Darren had made the reservation um, about like six weeks out, so we actually were able to get in. Uh, Oga's is awesome; uh, it's the only place in Disneyland outside of Club Thirty Three and um, another uh, supper club. That's that's a, a recent thing. That you know, it,
1: I think it drinks the Pirates of the Caribbean now.
2: I'll have to find out. We'll have to ask... Uh, John
1: is screaming at me right now.
2: Yeah, and probably Jamie. Uh, oh, yeah. Screaming at both of us. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the, the few places the average Joe can get alcohol inside Disneyland proper now. Um, they have a lot of cool drinks. The one that I have... How many are based on blue well, milk?
5: you haven't seen Matthew's Moonshine Land. It's uh, next to Galaxy's Edge, up in the mountains. Up mm-hmm. oh, okay.
2: Tatooine. Actually, yeah. It's in his back flask. I'm trying yeah. to remember the, the name of the drink I had. It's it was called like Moonshining Land.
4: What, like a, what are you talking about? That's where the average young get. I believe it was you called know, the Fuzzy Tonton.
5: Alcohol.
2: The drink <laughs> that I had, and it has this, it has this foam that's on top. Between cars and. And it has the foam
1: from the butterscotch stuff from the Harry Potter. Uh, no, this beer. is
2: completely different. This foam has, um, I want to say it has like a, a cinnamon flavor infused in it, but mm-hmm. it also has like a citrus in there. But what's weird about it is it numbs your lips and your tongue and makes them tingle while you're drinking the rest of your drink. And it's 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 a bizarre feeling. Uh, I, I, I really wanna look up and find out what's in the foam to do this. My but goodness. Uh, nobody, else, nobody
1: else experienced that. You had a stroke and you just haven't taken No, it yet. No,
2: Darren <laughs> told me ahead of time, he's like, Just be aware, when you drink this drink, it's gonna make your, your lips and your tongue oh, tingle. Oh, the power like, All of right. suggestion. But I'm like, nah, I've never had any re- reaction to that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, actually, this is making me a little tingly. So add a little tip. thing. Some fuzzy tauntaun. So, yes, fuzzy tauntaun was the name of the drink. What's in a fuzzy uh, navel? Uh, peach schnapps and orange juice.
1: Yeah. So, is it the fuzzy tauntaun similar at all or no? No. Okay.
2: But anyway. That was so a real
1: question. I wasn't fucking with it that time.
2: Oga's is pretty awesome. It has. Parts of it remind you of the Cantina from A New Hope, but it has its own unique air so that it's it's not just a direct replica. It's its own thing. Um, Its own thing. The DJ is DJ Rex, which is Captain Rex from the old Star Tours repurposed. And it's funny because he'll glitch out like every 30, 40 minutes or whatever and actually start spouting lines from the original Star Tours. Fun. And, and, And then he reboots and doesn't remember what he just did. So, that was pretty cool. Oh, Star Tours also was redone. So, they have elements from Rise of Skywalker in Star Tours now. So, if you haven't been on it in a while, definitely check it out.
4: All right. So, now what we really want to know. Rise of the Resistance. Tell me about it.
2: All right. So, originally we were going to go to the park for a couple hours and then leave on Friday. We were both bound and determined to get on the ride. So, we went early Friday morning, but not too early because... As long as you're scanned into the park before the the park opens, you have just as much of an opportunity to get in the uh, it's essentially it's a virtual boarding pass, but it's also a it's a virtual queue but also a virtual lottery. Really? So tapping that button oh, being the first to tap that button isn't necessarily a guarantee that you're going to get a boarding it's just, group. It's just gonna winner may be you. Yes, exactly. So Park opens. I've got the app open. I tap jo- join boarding group. Joined boarding group 47. All right. Kirsten. Wow. Boarding group 47. <clears> for <throat> yeah. All my, for all my Star Trek fans out there. That's uh. That's that was, crazy. It, it felt like kismet at that point. <laughs> yeah, really. I showed it to Darren. I'm like, look, we're boarding group 47. He goes, no way. I said, look, here's my phone. So he took a picture. Okay, he put okay, it up on Facebook. Explain that for, for me and we other We don't explain people. it. Yeah. <sighs> The the number forty seven pops up a lot in Star Trek. Okay, Section no 47. specific reason rhyme or reason why, but even back to early Roddenberry scripts, forty seven
4: just kept popping yeah, up. Yeah, it's kind of so, like the line "See you 47. next Wednesday" in uh, John Landis movies. Yeah. So
2: anyway, <laughs> so we got our boarding group, <laughs> and wow. I always,
1: Andy, I always Andy, think it's "See you next Tuesday."
3: Andy's been out obscured. No, I
1: I, I know that.
2: One. No, I know that one, but I always think it's "See you next Tuesday" because that's something else. <laughs> so yeah, so we got our boarding group. We were super excited. Went and did some other things, rode some rides. We were walking into the Indiana Jones ride when the app notified me that
5: you got two minutes. minutes. No, 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 you're fucking. Now. You have
2: you have like <laughs> I think you have like two hours from the time it gives you the notification to actually make it to. It gives you a specific time. Like it. This was like right before. Uh, like it was like I want to say like ten tw- or twelve twenty in the in the afternoon and it says you must report to galaxy's edge by two seventeen to join your boarding group so it gives you about two hours so we we were already at the front of indiana jones so we went did that booked it over to galaxy's edge maintaining being in character they basically told us the ride was broken no oh. um it 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 Breaks down several times. Um, there's a I've, lot of things what? going yeah, on I, in that ride. There's what? a lot of things going on. It takes it. A, it takes them about an hour to do a full reset on this thing. Too. Wow. So when it breaks down, it, it breaks down about once a day, uh, and and had been in the three days we were there. So, so the guy said, uh, just check the app uh, as soon because as, it was they were boarding up to boarding group 50 at that point. It says when you see it, click over to boarding group 51. That means that the ride is back up and we're accepting people. So uh, we went back in Galaxy's Edge. Um, Does it count backwards? I'm confused. <laughs> no, it, it counts up. We were both group 47. Mm-hmm. So when 51 is ready, everybody under it can go. Yes.
3: Oh. Yeah, no, I didn't get it. Either. I don't either. I was I'm just still not getting it. it. You, you know what? Like, go on, go A on. Up, sit down. Yeah. Extra,
4: so extra flavor in the frosting. Continue.
3: Actually, Todd, I do have to interject. Okay. Considering our our snippet of what we have to say about LVO, mm-hmm. him talking about this is actually pretty funny. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Get, keep going, Joe.
2: So yeah, so we went into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you know, had more experiences in there. Got to play around with a little data pad app um that you can download on your phone phone it's a play parks app i think it's called uh got to hack some things and when you do it it actually you get like audio cues and stuff like if you hack like a um a control panel if you hack it for the resistance it'll turn blue if you hack it for uh the first order it turns red some of the lights so that was pretty Sickles cool
1: are doing the first order Huh? What sickos are doing the first? You'd order? be surprised. Right
2: there are a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Matt, me. right next to you. Right, right. right there. Matt, Matt, Matt loves space Nazis. Mm. That's right. So anyway, um, about about fifty minutes passed by. We saw it clicked up to fifty-one. So we went over. They uh, ushered us right in. We got in. We got right on the ride. I was amazed. Uh, like I thought, you know, okay, we're in the line, so we'll probably be in line for about another. You know, half hour, forty-five minutes, like like most of the Disney rides. But there's stuff to interact with while you're in the line. The details in the line were pretty damn impressive. They had flight suits from the movies that were exquisitely detailed. They had blasters in um, little cages and stuff. You can look at. You can't touch them, but you could look at them. Get pretty close. Um, And then we got right up to the um, the lead-in queue and then we got on the ride the ride starts off you get into a a transport ship you've been recruited by the resistance you're going to get on this transport ship you're going to go to their secret base and then your ship gets intercepted by a star destroyer so they pull you onto the star destroyer now what's really cool about this ride is when you walk into the transport there's two doors and the typical experience with this kind of thing is you walk in one door and you go out the other door, you know, that way they don't actually have to move it too much. On this one, you are on board the hangar deck of this Star Destroyer, and you walk out the exact same door that you walked in when you were on the ground in the planet. So nice it's, a, it's on this, like, giant turntable or something. I, it's it's really freaking cool, though, because you you literally are like, holy shit, I'm not on the planet anymore. I'm on a Star Destroyer. And it's this massive hangar room. They've got all these stormtroopers there. Uh, they've got uh, First Order officers trying to usher you on. There's a giant TIE fighter hanging off one of the walls. I mean, it's it's incredible. The detail level was amazing. Uh, so then they usher you into the interrogation area because you're going to be interrogated. Then there's a interactive video segment with Kylo Ren and um, Hux. Hux and there and then you get rescued by the resistance. They basically cut a hole in the wall and take you out and put you on these little uh, prisoner transports that they're going to sneak you off the ship on. So that's the next part of the ride where you're on this crazy wild ride. You're zooming in and out on two different levels of this star destroyer avoiding stormtroopers who are shooting at you and, you know, holes are getting blasted in the walls. There's I I it's like an air effect slash LED effect, but you like feel the blasts going past you oh, wow. as they're shooting at you. Basically then you get to go into this room where there's these giant ad ads and there's a uh, audio animatronic of Finn blasting at these stormtroopers and you're looking at it, it's just like there's so much going on, it's you're never gonna take it all in on the first ride. But I'm just looking around going, I can't believe how immersive this thing is. Uh so then you get on a elevator and you're supposed to go down but they you go up instead and Finn is like no up is up is bad down is where you're supposed to go and then you swirl around on this floor you're avoiding uh the stormtroopers and then you have a confrontation face to face with Kylo Ren and he's using the force to draw you in and then right behind him the panel uh a bulkhead blasts out and the air is whooshing and debris falls from the ceiling and then he lets you go, and you get down to these escape pods, which is essentially a drop tower. They <laughs> drop you down about a whole floor, but it's also on a motion base, so it's literally like Star Tours, and you're dropped a floor as, as it drops you out of the uh, the Star Destroyer. It's not a it's not a huge drop, so it's not like the complete up and down like with uh, Tower of Terror, but it's a significant enough drop that if you're not ready for it. It will take you by surprise. Uh, and then your skate pod um, goes through the battle that's going on in, s- in space to get you down onto the planet. And then...
1: If you're not ready for it, it will take you by surprise.
2: Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. yeah
3: it's, <clears throat> it's life. Yeah. It's life right there. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. And then it wheels you out um, into the open sky. And you're, like, you're in a completely different area than where you started. Uh, and... You're outside, and they wheel you up into the the exit area, and it's like, "Congratulations, you survived. You're now a part of the resistance." Blah blah blah. And Jeff, Jeff's part of the resistance. So yeah, so yeah, I'm. I literally, my description is not doing this justice. You have to go on this ride when you get to Galaxy's Edge. If, because, the, if yeah. you let you, yeah, yeah. exactly. If you if, win the lottery, I think it's gonna and get there before it opens. I think it's gonna calm down. In a couple more weeks, so I'd say probably give it. A, if you're if you're worried about not getting on, if you don't have an annual pass, um, give I, it a I couple don't have, weeks. I
4: don't have an annual pass.
2: Um, I ended up buying the Disney Flex annual pass what? because it was five ninety nine for the annual pass with the hundred dollar upgrade for the uh, the max pass versus three hundred and ten dollars just for a two day pass. So I'm like, if I go back at all, and thank God I actually did because I wouldn't have been able to go Friday morning. Oh yeah. Uh, if I had done so the two day so pass. Two day pass, $350? fifty? Three hundred and ten dollars. Three hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. The six hundred dollars for the annual pass. Yeah, six hundred for the annual pass, seven hundred if you had the max pass.
4: What is what is max pass?
2: Max pass is the uh, the Get virtual fast pass by the mouse. So instead going. of having to go to each of the rides and getting a, a fast pass. You can do it from your phone, so you can literally book a Fast Pass all over the park. And in some cases, they're moving more away from the show up, get a Fast Pass, and come back later to doing it just on the phone on okay. your app. So,
4: keep in other words, keep that battery lit.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know for a hundred dollars for the whole year, it's worthwhile. It's not $100 um, for the whole year. Yeah, what $100? Well, it's, <laughs> it's $100 for the add-on on the on the annual pass. Oh, the oh, add-on
3: okay. onto the 600. To the yes. annual pass. Oh, okay.
2: And if you're doing it like a daily, it's it well, ranges from you've done from, 600, why not do It the ranges extra. from like $10 a day to like $20 a day depending on what day you go. Did you pay for the undercoating? No. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, if I go back it's it's already paid for half of itself because of that Friday morning getting to go on. And if I go one more time, it'll have more than paid for itself. And I plan on going at least once more this year. Boy, if not oh twice. So. Yeah.
3: Folks, now you see how streaming services work with Jeff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm excited, though. You had such a wonderful time. I had
2: a blast. I can't even begin to tell you how exciting it was. I mean, just being in there, walking in, the, the sounds. I mean, when you're walking through there's this area that's like a little forest area, you hear all these strange alien creatures off in the distance and then you hear footsteps and then at one point uh, there's a the town of like an atst jealous. thumping away in the in into the there distance you so you hear he this walks. thump thump and you're like that's an atst because just having watched it in the mandalorian before they actually saw it you're like ah that's 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 great sound design wow but uh, oh, and, and I, I had a ronto wrap. Ronto wrap is really good. Ro- What's in a ronto wrap? So, <laughs> oh ronto yeah, I wrap, get it. It's like an andouille sausage wrapped in a. Uh, hey, sorry. A what? Andouille sausage, like a spicy sausage. You're just making up words. Why didn't you just say that? Andouille, You're just making up words. That's andouille is that's a, that's a actual sausage. Yeah, andouille is a Cajun sausage. Yes. Very dewy yeah. sausage. Ah, okay. So it's an andouille sausage, and it's wrapped in like a pita wrap with. <laughs> It's wrapped Like in some Peter's kind of wrap. a some kind of a sauce that's like a it's like a peppercorn ranch or something. Ooh. It's it didn't taste like ranch because I'm not it's a big Ziki fan sauce. of ranch. It didn't taste just like, like ranch. So. Sauce. Uh I don't know. It definitely wasn't Ziki sauce. Um, and then there's it's like a Ziki coleslaw that's sauce. on there, but it's not like your typical creamy coleslaw. It's hard to hard to explain. But it was a really good mix of flavors. I liked it a lot. Um, and of course I had the the blue milk. Um I it had kind of a like a fruit and a coconut flavor to it, but but That's not, not nice. but not like straight up like it was the the flavors were very subtle, so it was kind of its own thing. Um, does, does it come out of like the 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 teat of that creature? the, the no. milk it right into the glass <sighs> for you. No, did not. No, they. What glass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do apparently belly up to the <laughs> belly up to the belly, boys. <laughs> In, in, uh, that's, in that's, that's, The Last Jedi, second the, titty. The, the container that Luke is squirting. Fourth the, titty. Fifth <laughs> titty. <laughs> the container that Luke is squirting the milk into on, on uh, in uh, The Last Jedi, they sell that at the gift shop. Of course. There. They, they do. sell that container. Of course. And they do. I was cracking up when I saw the that. The titty only. container. Well, that's if they're, hilarious.
4: You, well, if you can't reenact that scene, what's the point? Right? Six titty. So. You're gonna count for the rest of the show, aren't you? you And giggle Don't forget to giggle. You forgot the. They're disappointed that it wasn't popular,
2: so they're really trying to get it to become a thing for the show. Because it really wasn't very popular in the lair after last week's episode. So the second titty is (laughs) no. You. I know. (laughs) I was really. Kirsten's obsessed with it right now. uh, We're tripling down on second titty. I
3: thought it's. I thought it's genius comedy, and I'm really broken that uh, (laughs) nobody's going for it. Sometimes it hits,
2: sometimes it doesn't.
4: Yeah, I know. Anything else you want to throw out there about your Disneyland experience? Uh,
2: I don't know. I, it just—it was a blast. It sounds I had, amazing. Had a really good time. What kind uh, of ears did you get? It. I didn't get any ears. I spent oh. way too much money on the trip, as it was. What? So, How?
3: Yeah. You, you? It's Disneyland. How much could you possibly spend? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. you.
4: Well, let's see. He's two dollars in for uh, the lightsaber. He's yeah. seven hundred dollars in for his ticket. Yep. So, Another $300 in years, that's nothing. And $100 for that Rondo wrap.
3: I'm, I'm hearing this whole story, and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm never going to get to go to uh, <laughs> Star Wars
2: land. It's pricey, I'm not going to lie. It's gotten really pricey to go down there. But if you have the means and the opportunity, I say definitely check it out. This, is, what, this is why you guys failed. It they out. just let you walk into the freaking experience. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, if you knew somebody, they just let you walk in. No, you can walk into the experience and see the whole bar and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah. And.
4: Well, before we talk about LVO with the Geek Shock Book Club, we are now voting for February's books and that uh, or book, and that will be uh, coming down here in the next couple of days. So get your vote in. All right. Now Matt and I and, and spent two days at LVO. Oh yes. Kirsten and Andy
5: spent half a day. Spent
4: a couple hours. Been a couple hours. I I went all three days. So, gentlemen, let's talk LVO. Oh, that feel loose. I feel I know, good. I Did
5: you happen to post that arena rex photo of me kicking your ass?
4: No, no, I didn't. Oh. That that will forever stay hidden. No one will ever see. Well, that I will photo. know
5: you will know, <laughs> and the game developer guy will know. I'm
4: sure he remembers. Yes. <laughs> oh wow.
5: It was a spectacular defeat on Yeah.
4: In the dealer area, there have been a game demos going on. Yep. Uh, this year is the second year that Arena Rex was there. Arena Rex being a, a somewhat mythological arena combat, kind of in the old alternate, Roman style.
5: Alternate history. Yes. Uh, I did a little digging when I went home that night, and it's four factions. So it's after um, Julius Caesar dies. Octavius survives and goes... Um, West. So his empire is like France and Germania and that. Another. And empire. then Mark Antony and Cleopatra, down south. And then you have this faction, which I did buy, is the Viking slash Native American faction,
4: with with some Atlantis in it.
5: Yes, some Atlantean fighters. Zephyr.
4: Yes. So it's it's three on three miniature skirmish combat and in the arena.
5: Yes, and I heard so. I don't know why there was four pits. I kind of figured that they wanted the games to go quick. I'm sure. That's so when why. the when your model falls in the pit, dies instantly, which happened to three of his models, all three of his guys, I pushed into the. Pit.
4: Listen, all I wanted to do was push this bastard into a lion. Yes. And, and what happens to me? I get pushed into the lion. I get pushed into two two pits on their own. Then he bounced me off the lion into the pit. I got my ass kicked in this game good by this bastard and I think that's the only reason he bought it
5: no 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 the only no, thing that no, could make that story
3: no, no. better was that uh, you guys started on the same side that,
5: that, that would be <laughs> so I did some more so so in a, in a game that we play the 3v3 it's usually 5v5 could be 1 to 3 players so 15 total There's only three, 3 people in that box yeah 3v3 that's they how miniature games two, work yeah you said it's usually 5v5 Yes, they want you to buy two more.
4: Oh. Yeah. 51, Andy. Welcome to the land of tabletop war gaming.
5: Yes. So um, usually there's not pits because in a three v three battle, it's kind of you, you, you lose your guy. It's a huge disadvantage for your force. Oh, sure, being down. So I don't think that would happen again if we. Well, oh, it we... definitely would
4: happen again. I wouldn't let it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but there, I, were, there I, were there were there a lot of demos. Yeah, Malifaux was there. Malifaux
4: was there. Although that was kind of a weak
5: demo that yeah, he did. I was like, "You're not selling me, guy."
4: Uh, actually, he did it, sell you because you bought the damn book.
5: Yeah, I bought the instruction book. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but the core rule book. Um, you, so
4: yes, for once that, in the world of Malifaux, the core rule book was available there, so we were able to actually buy it. Is that why you didn't buy the limited edition? Um, because he was pirates because he didn't sell me on the thing. Yes, no, I'm sold on Malifaux I'm fully sold on Malifaux uh, there was a fact of it was a seventy five dollar purchase for that box, and although they were ghost pirates miniatures that looked fantastic, you know, skeleton pirates, who was not to love that? Another one holding up the head of somebody else that actually the head interacts with people as well, yeah, this that one actually called to me. But I, I just couldn't bring myself to bring the, the $75 to bear.
5: Okay. All right.
4: Your wife said okay. I was pushing you yeah. like a drug dealer. My wife said cool. You said do it <laughs> over and
5: over again. I was – let's go this way, Todd. and I'd, I'd Let's go this way. And we'd go past it would be like, there's the box. We're horrible influences on each other. We've learned this. I don't know if you saw those photos on the uh, – Oh,
3: I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. That look on your face was awesome. We should use that for his uh, Geek Shock portrait. That was when he bought the Malifaux yeah. book.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But but LVO, if uh, we to bring it out to a larger picture, LVO is the largest Warhammer tournament on the planet. There is no one bigger. This Warhammer, one. Warhammer. Warhammer. This one uh, was over a thousand people, so it is the biggest tournament that's ever happened. And there's other games playing as Come well. Come on what get to the get to we're the, getting to oh, it okay there's x-wing that's playing there malafoe there's the blood bowl blood bowl um, star wars destinies star wars destiny yeah. which is a dice refueled, refueled i don't know uh, Oh, doug was asking me if there were there was a there's a star wars star wars legion Yes, that was what I was gonna buy. Was that they, going on there? They had their own room that you guys never saw. Where was that? That was on Upstairs, the stairs. That yeah. was on the other side of the casino. Yeah, in really... another set of ballrooms that you guys never went to. We didn't know about it until we went looking. Well, you for want it. to keep the nerds separate. Yeah, from sure. Their... I don't know. There was
5: there was one room with no ventilation. I walked in there.
2: Yeah, there was... were a couple of those. <laughs> no, there
4: was just one. Yeah, there's there's one true one. That's there, the same the, one that you the get the war that... the war machine one, right? Are Cursed, you saying, yeah. Are you saying they're trying to keep the nerds and the geeks separate?
3: Yeah, you know.
4: Ah. Uh, but going back to star wars there was a surprising amount of players and tables on that one that is a game that is growing well so if you're into star wars and want to do tabletop war gaming that is a good choice so all right let's let's discuss with uh andy kirsten we that first day when we went uh the warhammer 40k tournament the big thousand person tournament had stalled uh, I yes. got there at about 2.30, and there was kind of a a yeah. tension in the room. Everyone's kind of just sitting around, talking, nobody's rolling things. I know what
5: it was. I just figured it out. The Emperor's Guiding
4: Light was not there, You're so right. they were That's... stuck in the warp. Yep. Don't, don't ruin my story. Don't run to the end of it. No. Okay. Yeah, Andy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I do?
2: You're rubbing off on Matt. That's what you did. So oh, what time God,
4: you, don't rub on me. <laughs> what, what time did you guys get there? About 3? 2.33, Two, yeah. 2.33 yeah. o'clock. 3 o'clock, it still hadn't started. So now it's an hour and a quarter beyond when they were supposed to start because the next one was supposed to start at one forty-five. And no, Andy, you asked somebody what was going I on. I did. Uh,
1: apparently, uh, the... Teams were paired off on... The only way to find out what who you were playing <laughs> was on an app, and the app was frozen up, and they couldn't get it restarted for anything.
3: That's why your story, Jeff, was just precious. Because oh, yeah. it's like, oh, boy, everybody's going to this app thing, and that ain't working in because, Vegas.
1: Because, yeah, I mean... I don't know why it's it's a big town. We should have this sorted out by now. But the Wi-Fi gets clogged up at every convention I've ever
2: seen. Well, it's funny because I mean, I had the I had the almost Andy story followed by the actual follow through the next day as far as the app. And well, you guys had just that almost Andy story. We yeah, almost got it.
3: You you at least got on the app, but yeah. then it like you didn't get in the right. lottery. Right here, the app was failing, and I. It was funny oh, when Todd and Andy mentioned it. I was just like, what idiot does a Wi-Fi based something or other at a convention? Because internet just does not function at any any convention space I've been at in Las Vegas. Anytime I've ever done anything, the, the phones are slow, they drag, nothing works, I'm I'm just fucking amazed. So when you sat there and said the whole thing's app based, I'm like, well that's obviously where people are going now. Disney. It sounds like they have they made
2: sure everything's set up so it runs. Yeah, I they mean, got money behind it. They're, yeah, they're, the Wi-Fi is spotty in certain areas of the park, but for the majority of the park, the Wi-Fi was pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, then again, for the I think I was only on Wi-Fi for the this the second time we tried to get a boarding group. So the rest of the time, I just. Went on cellular data because it, it was a lot faster and than the And your cellular Wi-Fi. service worked, though. Oh, yeah, worked perfect. I mean,
3: it's like when uh, we're we're in looking for each other in a big game yeah. room, and we can't even fucking text to each other because the phones are just...
2: Where was it yeah, at? It Bally's? C- is come is on, Major out? Man. Oh, okay, Let's yeah. go on Bally's is one of the older hotels. That sucker is a, a vault of... Yeah. I ran across an old photo that
1: a friend of mine took from the Dunes, uh-huh. Down into the
2: parking lot of Bally's,
1: which is oh, wow. where I busk now. now
2: yeah, because that used to be parking area parking up front, area. front there,
3: and and that and that has to do with Wi-Fi. What?
2: This is an old old casino. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Bally's is one of those old, so it's <laughs> those old casinos. So it's this thick concrete walls with. You know, know, varying degrees of rebar in there.
3: Convention center gets like that too. Yeah. Exactly. I know people it's it the the delicious irony of everyone at CES complaining about how (laughs) internet and Wi Fi and even and even cell phones just don't work at CES.
2: Well the 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 interesting thing I find at CES though is they've upgraded the Wi Fi several times over the you know the last two decades I've lived out here, but People start complaining about the Wi Fi not working well or they can't connect a call. And I'm like, you have 200,000 people in a small, confined space. 2020, all, Jeff. <laughs> all trying to connect to C- the 20. E- 20. S- right. can see this and wear glasses. He's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah, but consumer electronics. and it's Is that really an I? Oh, my God, it was.
3: Yeah. yeah. A picture of the Dunes parking lot, Matt. Picture <laughs> of the Dunes parking lot. <laughs>
4: So Kirsten Andy what were your thoughts of what you witnessed at I'm
1: always Mobile. impressed with the with the the incredible detail on the models and the and the landscapes and yeah. and then it looks really interesting to play and i I can't imagine I would have to have a lot of fuck you money to get into that game because it is expensive Ooh, let me tell you Everything about a little thing called an auction
5: at orem games where you can get a whole army for like 50 bucks mm-hmm
4: Fully he's, not, painted. he's not
3: wrong. Dude, you're, you're talking to me and Andy. 50 bucks is fuck you money. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, then. Okay. They can chip at it $5 here, $5 there. It's, it's That's how like, I grew my Necron army.
3: I'm going to start saving now, and I'll be able to go to Star Wars land in 2030 <laughs> so, uh, when there are no Dreamer. lines. Yeah, really. Um, it It really is. It's amazing. There's some beautiful beautiful figs it's just incredible it's also fun to see tabletop games that are not role-playing game related some because I'm used to cruising by and seeing the tons of D&D and the Call of Cthulhu or the what-have-you so that also is interesting Uh, it was interesting because this year it seemed like the players were more conventionally dressed Yes, oh, yeah. uh, there was. There were no shirtless guys and just spandex. Um,
4: it almost makes me wonder if there wasn't a rule that uh, was enforced yeah. this year, <laughs> a rule change. Yeah,
3: so there was that, um, and yeah, that one poorly ventilated room. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that that had those, everything. Those, it had heat. Like, they're like war machine players going there. Yeah, <laughs> heat, humidity, and funk. So it was, was it had it all. Funk. It was uh, it was it's
4: like all the funk was was jettisoned out through the air vents into that room.
3: Yeah, yeah. Wargaming fucking Vietnam. It was <laughs> just it,
1: yikes. I hate the smell of funk in the afternoon. Yeah.
3: It's the smell of defeat, the armpits, the the old shirt, the
5: I don't get it. Like you're going to Vegas. I, they just Dude, I care. told you that yeah. podcast
3: I listened to years ago, where guys were like, "How you pack for a convention? You, you pack your rule books and your dice, and uh, you know, make sure that you got that, and then you just go with the clothes on your back." And I thought I was waiting for the punchline and the laughter and the giggles, and there was no punchline, laughter, or giggles. Yo. Those fuckers were fucking serious, and oh. it was just like jack. Ty- Barf.
2: Todd can tell you there were there were several people that we saw in the years that we were going to Comic Con that were wearing the guy the exact same outfits every single day.
4: I, like, I, I didn't pay that much attention to what people were. Wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Todd. Unless you're talking about costumes, then yeah.
3: Now you know what? Now uh, you just saying that Jeff makes me want to buy, like. Six versions of the same shirt, <laughs> just to see. Yeah, yeah, and just wear that the whole. Oh, he's the so whole gross, and, yeah. but he smells great. <laughs> yeah, really.
4: Yeah. I, I won't lie. That third day, I went to LVO. I did put a little spray thing, of cologne, in case I did run into somebody. It was a little, I was like behind him. I just give him a little spray mm. and just. There's got to be... It, it's Did like, it it's like the old nosegay. there. You're going to shove your nose in the flowers.
3: <laughs> melt them.
1: Did then it melt them?
3: Ah! You're just And then you hear this, Ah! It burns! It
5: burns! <laughs> like a leaf or something with salt. Ah! It's like...
4: The <laughs> lilacs! You're like, All right, well, I guess I won. The <laughs> lilacs! <laughs> but you know what? Some of these people in the... I mean, again, this is the biggest event of the year as far as Warhammer 40K tournaments go, there are some people that are so goddamn serious about it and so want to tweak just that little bit of advantage over everybody they see that I could see at least one or two of them going, if I don't fucking shower for a week, my smell will distract my opponent and that will give me that much more of an edge. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised. Oh, man.
3: I would not be surprised. Dude, we saw that shirtless spandex dude last year, so I'm not I'm not surprised at Was he like anything? rolling the dice and like <laughs> pelvic thrusting like oh yeah. <laughs> he he had his junk up close against that table. Yeah. Like the but, man. like <laughs> Oh my God. It was
2: just It makes you want to get the uh, the slime blaster from Ghostbusters two and load it with some Febreze and just hose yeah. people down. Yeah. Like Hose them. Yeah, really. Like
5: the, We they should hire the girl from uh, Action Comics just to go on the outside the, the yeah. perimeter of the room. Just yeah, sh- fuck <laughs> the perimeter. Up and, yeah, down, y- you know, up and down. you know, you know, like
3: those those uh, like those uh, uh, prisoner movies where they they hose them down and oh, they still yeah. throw De- De- <laughs> Yeah, whatever the fuck that shit is, just get that and just. In fact, that'd be a funny sight gag for a, a convention.
4: That's, a, Video. that's the the registration room. You yeah. go to that next. <laughs> <laughs> that
5: would be
2: great. Next group, yeah. line up, <laughs> face the wall. Boarding group forty-seven. Do you allow some? Next group. Yeah. yeah. Keep moving.
3: Keep moving.
2: <laughs> my eyes! I got my eyes. I can't keep
3: moving.
0: New fish.
5: New fish. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, keep moving. moving. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm visioning the whole thing. I love it.
2: <laughs>
4: Watch Robot Chicken's gonna do that now. <laughs> uh, damn it! Now, one wonderful thing that uh, Yellow Games was there. It's a French board game company. They had a little side of the uh, uh, little shop of magics booth, and they were demoing board games all weekends. And we played some really fun ones there. Yeah, little uh, Town, Little Town was great. If Pixoid. you like, if you like a. Uh, worker placement style board game. It's a nice, easy one to get into. Bunch of meeples. Uh, those are games like Agricola, uh, uh, Lords of Waterdeep, those kind of board games. Um, now, 8-bit box. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting concept. You bought this. Yes, I did. And the idea is based behind video games. Uh, the game, all there's different cartridges that come in the game. Cartridges, quote unquote, different boards. Three total. But you have a little controller that is how you interact with the board. And there's a Pac-Man game. There's a racing game. There is one that's based on kind of Double Dragon fighting game style. We played a Pac-Man one that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. One player is Pac-Man, basically. The other ones are ghosts. Each person and a la Robo Rally, where you kind of pre-set up uh, what you're going to do without anybody else seeing it. And then everybody reveals at the same time.
2: That they have Pac-Man fever?
4: Uh, it made you have Pac-Man fever. Okay. Uh, well, le- uh, legally not Pac-Man fever. Oh, and Pac-Man malaria. So <laughs> the ghosts are all working together, trying to pick up, trying to pick up, trying to. Yeah,
1: the fever is the is the copyright problem there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Puckman fever?
4: There you go. So we had such a good time with it. Matt ended up Better picking up yet? that game. Yeah, I bought that. So that would be coming to so a, a
5: game, a game, game group
4: uh, game group near you? Yeah. yeah,
1: next time we play next year sometime.
4: And I fell in love with a game called Ishtar, which is a tile placement game uh, based in Ooh. the garden. It's, uh, it's very competitive, but at the same time, very accessible to non-board gaming people, I think. Mm. It's a really easy game to pick up. That so guy thought he had a
5: sale. He did with you. He was like he was like excellent. Another another pigeon. Look at him.
2: Ooh. He did. <laughs> did they so have, uh... Is it at all related to the horrible movie starring Dustin yeah, Hoffman? I had feel it. He was going to ask me this. No, Warren of Beatty. Not. So not that. No. Okay. That's yeah, you're for...
3: moving truckloads of sand from one end of a desert
1: to another, and then. <laughs> so that same guy had uh, Mountains of Madness game. Did you guys play that? No, that was not available for. uh for tests. We demoed three. That was the Pixoid, one I was... Ishtar, and Little Town. Mountain's was the baddest one I had. I was
4: like, mm, maybe. There are some interesting it, game things in that. Uh, so that was fantastic doing that. And, of course, Malifo was there. We saw we saw the last moment of the 40K tournament itself. Yes. The, the final table. We saw the guy win. This guy, uh, Siegler is his name. He's part of a group of gamers from Florida... Called the I think it's like the Warhammer Bros or something like that. There were nine of them there.
5: Apparently, why did he have the King James flag on his on his left arm? Then I, I thought he was know. from
4: England. No, all right. He okay. he he won with the Iron Hands, which is a, a space marine force. Apparently, everybody in the Warhammer Bros group had that same list. This same guy won the big Midwest tournament called Adepticon with a Tau list, won nine to zero, and he won this one with this Iron Hands uh, list as well. So this guy took two major tournaments in the U.S. Oh wow! So so much so that. Uh, There were a few YouTube celebrities as far as Warhammer goes there. Uncle Adam was there. Uh, The guy from Next Level Gaming, uh, the real bro kind of guy from uh, the Long War.
2: Hey, bro.
4: You know what? I was telling Matt, I both love and hate this guy because he's a fantastic painter. The dude works mostly with airbrush. He does a YouTube channel called Next Level Gaming. And if you want to learn great airbrush technique, he is your guy. But he's also kind of... A dick? No, no. He's a don't give me. He is a nice guy, but his persona uh-huh. is is very douche bro. Okay. So everyone's his dog. You know, hey dogs, uh, what are you doing, dogs? Welcome to Beats Lab, laying it down here in L.A. I've worked with people like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not always fun. Really nice guy, but you've you got a feeling he listens to Nickelback, you know. Bring it but, down and not, hey! brother. <laughs> but that's part of, his, uh, it's part of his persona, but he is a nice guy, and he knows what he's doing. I was listening to his podcast on the way here. He called Siegler as far as the winner of it. They were like, who's going to win this thing? I was like, Siegler's got it. He won Adepticon. I heard he's changing his list over to Iron, Iron Hands, and he's going to take this whole thing. He called it the goddamn thing. Wow! So the dude knows what he's talking about, so wow. I can't fault him on that.
2: That or the fix was in. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, okay. Do you remember the group
3: I mentioned to you? Um, uh, because the I, I saw the uh, documentary. Uh, oh, um, roll for crit or something like that, oh, or something. Shit. Something roll. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, there was a documentary
4: group that was filming, and, then, and
3: there's some people who were filming. It was funny to see these two people with, uh, uh, fucking, um, uh, cams and they're like just sitting against the wall. And I was like, what, what, what? Do you, are you guys uh, in house, or were you hired by the convention? And like, oh, we're doing a documentary, and we're actually following. Um, uh, this one group, you know, I don't know. That's uh, how probably it, the very one they're talking about. No, Brohammer was know, the name was of the group. Oh, yeah, no, no, okay. yeah. and uh,
4: yeah, Brohammer,
3: wasn't it? Or what?
4: Brohammer is the one group that won. So if they were following Brohammer, <laughs> they might have followed it all the way to the end. Did
3: they follow Brohammer? Shit, god damn it. I wish I'd fucking written it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're so they like they're putting together a documentary and. Uh, they uh, they haven't figured out where they're going to sell it yet, but um, we m- I made sure to mention that uh, we'll mention it so
4: somewhere out there In somewhere out there group.
3: there will be a, a a documentary on some people doing some kind of Warhammer. It'll be Great on story.
5: Warhammer Forty K Plus streaming service. Yeah, there you go. That's Coming right. to the Imperium New You. you. Hey, right. hey Kirsten, good story. Thank you. As opposed
3: to Warhammer Age of Sigmar streaming, which you know
0: it
5: won't be. That's the on. that's the next level ad free. That's the ad free. <laughs> so yeah, but it was it's 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 huge.
3: God dang that yeah. room is just huge. Yeah, it's just monstrous and and cre- and your comment also yeah. If if you guys want some good, uh, if you people out there want some good Warhammer stuff, um, go to these things because they leave their shit
5: unattended. <laughs> They all do. the time, they do. <laughs> oh my god, oh, yes. it blows my I, mind. Yeah, we actually passed a limited edition measuring tape. Is uh, um made to look like a servo skull, imperial servo skull, Ugh. Imperium servo skull, and I'm like, I can't find those. I just want to take this. I know
3: it's just oh, it's dude, right there. There's like there's like whole fucking armies fully painted, right, and they're just sitting there, and it's just now. I mean So they're it, a
1: funky but honorable people. Yeah, really, you know? But
4: <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of good in the world, but there's that little percentage of bad out there that's gonna ruin it for everybody, and mm. I I just would not feel comfortable leaving my and these people are using like Forge World shit. And Forge World is a subsidiary of Games Workshop that makes Ultra rare, super expensive models. Oh my! Whereas your regular box of Warhammer stuff costs anywhere from forty to one hundred and forty for a box of things. Yeah. Forge World starts at about two hundred to four hundred.
5: It It, yeah, it blows really my mind,
4: and it, it, it's just sitting there. You know,
3: it'd be funny to almost like grab something and start walking and see what happens. Like. All right. Does, does the up. undercover security guard pop up? Or do people at tables just turn and look at you and go, Hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? Or you know, does an alarm go off? Or do you get to the fucking parking lot and drive off? It's just amazing. It's, holy crap. Because that is a tremendous level of trust. I wouldn't trust my fucking dice at a goddamn...
5: That um, roped-off area that we decided to walk into, remember the... Yeah, yeah, the... Those little uh, felt... Things that I thought were coasters. Yeah. They were actually for the final table. So I could have grabbed one.
4: I had it in my hand. I he was did. like, I just
5: take this right now.
4: I talked him out of it. Yeah. Because I'm a nice guy. So what were they actually? Not they, coasters? They mark
5: the final table. So they just put them like as objective counters or whatever. Ah, uh, okay. About the size of that coaster. Mm-hmm. So Matt almost fucked with the
4: last game is what you're saying.
3: Wow. Awesome. But he
4: didn't. Because he's a good guy.
3: And he he was talked out of it by Todd, who is the awesome, who is the ultimate fuck with whatever.
2: (laughs) He's evil incarnate. Mm. You don't have to. Yeah, I know.
3: It's just, (laughs) it's amazing. By the way, we were picking up little bits and pieces of swag. And um, another thing uh, we need to think about for uh, 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 Shock Monkey swag is uh, coasters. Yeah. Yeah, they had little, little coasters and challenge coins. Yeah, yeah ch- challenge coins and 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 felt coasters. And Where's this
5: coin thing? You're gonna show me. It's yeah. upstairs. I'll get it for you.
2: So <laughs> you saying we gotta contact John to to design some more some more swag for us? Yeah.
4: And they, John and print it.
2: <laughs> 3D print it. Nice. Yeah. I will
4: say, in the last day, there was a not really nice, charming moment. Going back to Malifaux, we got to witness the Malifaux awards ceremony. <laughs> And what's great is there's about versus the thousand people that are playing forty k, there are ten people playing the Malifaux tournament,
5: (laughs) or at least least stayed stayed around for the um, ceremony. Ceremony,
4: yeah. Right, and it's just a group of people, men and women, that are just kind of just became friends over the weekend and clapping for each other and just like yep this dude won the wooden spoon thing and this dude won first second third place and this one won the iron spider award for x and y and that's funny and it was just so charming
5: yeah their little their little trophies were like maybe four inch three inches it's pretty
4: funny and then after they gave out all the awards, then everybody was entered in a raffle, and they were able to pick something from the table itself, which was rule books and models, and, and everybody walked away, even if they didn't win the game at any way. They forgot to, to walk away with something. Everyone's Aww. a winner.
3: Oh, what a bunch of millennials.
4: So hats off to Weird Games. So it was relatively cheap to go in there. 40 bucks for the weekend. What was it to actually compete uh, it depends on 100, depends on the game. If you're doing yeah. the big game, forty k, it's one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, but Balafau, how much was that, been? I'm going to say it's probably about fifty bucks to compete tops.
3: But uh, uh, Andy, the annual pass is uh, <laughs> six hundred dollars. If you want to
4: use the app, it's another hundred. Yeah, and I'm it, at the end carriage. Yeah. <laughs> so LVO, a fantastic time oh, and yeah, I very had inspiring. A lot of fun. It, it was wonderful to walk through the main room when they were all on break and everyone left their armies behind <laughs> yeah. and Matt and I were critiquing paint jobs and, say, and like like and and we'd get real deep with it. See, this is why this works. You can see where the color goes here and where the contrast goes deep on the other side. It was wonderful. And yeah. Matt got excited because there was actually people playing Admech all over the goddamn place where last year they weren't even there. So Matt's, army, I... Matt's I choice think, yeah. of army is getting better without him doing anything about it. Warhammer, <laughs> Warhammer, Warhammer. Now,
5: now uh, in the Blood oh, Bowl tournaments, Andy, We can't clamp on some rock somewhere, huh? <laughs> Let, let's go to the Clampers and let's go put some tape around this rock and cut it. Mm,
1: we're not clamping until
5: uh, April. Oh. <laughs> uh, so saying, so the Blood Bowl tournament,
4: yes. where there
3: like half-orc uh, teams uh, playing? or Well, listen... <laughs>
5: you have a human team, and listen. that's just the way it is. All right, and 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 listen, you could paint them just like Miami Dolphins or whatever your fucking team is. Mm-hmm. What is it, Miami? Mm. Miami? What, 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 what? You could paint them the oh, Miami sure. colors. Well, yeah, I yeah. can. Yeah, yeah really? you can. That's, Go ahead. That's great. Tell you what, next Monday I'll bring it for you. Oh you can just...
3: no, you don't. Don't don't put yourself out.
5: Oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not gonna give them the the hobbits. No, no, the Hobbits are... <laughs>
3: Andy Andy got a little salty uh, while we were looking at Blood yeah, Bowl I teams. To say that
2: out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. I think we mentioned it on the show before. Uh, Did you like the Hobbit team, the Halfling team?
5: That's the team I'm going to be playing. I know. There was a guy there who was actually doing very well.
2: Because I wasn't he was. talking With or the or Halfling. <laughs> Jeff, it's been like 15 <laughs> years of this, okay? Shut up. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that video... That Anyways, Kirsten, what's... uh? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what video? What
2: video, Jim? The video of Paul Stanley saying listen in like several different there's like a mega cut okay. of Paul Stanley saying listen it in was. all of the goddamn uh like live performances of yes. Kiss popped up in my queue the other day and goddamn that cracks me up. I mean, it—it's amazing. <laughs> Where did this come from? Because he's I been saying, "Listen, listen, listen, <laughs> listen to Kirsten," like for the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. That was like an yep. Andy tangent. Yeah, yeah I you, know that was. You the went Jeff Andy this a, whole
3: damn thing. A tangent. An, I've an been Andy. very quiet this Angent. Whole, Angent. whole time. Angent. Angent. an
5: engine. It. An it's an engine. You just got. You just engine that oh, story.
3: An, not only that, but uh, listen. Andy has been quiet. Um, Too quiet. Yeah, I man.
1: didn't you just get wait. to go to three days of LVO, and I didn't get to go to two days and three days of the Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland. All I got to do was uh, I stumbled across a new uh, YouTube thing I hadn't seen called uh, 13 Week Theater." Thirteen which is, week theater, yeah, which is kind of wonderful. It's it's some guy who's got together and he. Uh, Let me guess has thirteen weeks to put on a show. No, nope, a theater show. Nope he he finds he finds thirteen weeks TV, is a luxury. Right, he finds TV shows that made it one season at best and go through why they got made and
4: why they failed miserably like and tales for the gold monkey yeah it's really super it's really funny because tales andy
3: andy leaves out the part where it's pretty much 70s and
1: maybe some 80s stuff yeah maybe. no there's some 90s stuff in there too and oh, 2000s well, okay. I mean the the one that I had some of stuff I knew I mean I knew Super Train says That's how I got it in the first place. I came across that article about them finding the Super Train train. Yeah. And I started looking around for Super Train stuff, and I found God, the Super 13-week train. thing on Super Train, which, yeah. But uh, Pink Lady and Jeff is in there. Um, uh, the one I'd never heard of was Jim Carrey's first uh, TV series, which was... Before in Living Color?
3: Yes. You, you you do this every time. I
1: know, because I remember the name, because I'd never heard of it before. He's, he's, he plays an animator. You think you would
3: look, a, look it up and have it ready. He, played, <laughs> he, he plays on your an phone animator. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Have
4: some notes like the guy, nah. show does. It's nah. uh, yeah. so funny. You mentioned <laughs> Tales
2: from the Gold Monkey. I remember really liking that show and then going, wait, it's not on this week. Right. And it was gone forever. I, I don't know if they've done that on 13-week theater, but they probably will eventually. Well, the funny part about that whole thing was I remember watching it, and my dad like sat, came in, sat down, and watched it with me. He goes, at the end of the show, he's like, I've flown one of those. <laughs> I'm like, you've flown a Grumman Goose? He goes, yeah. And he goes, digs out a picture of him in this Grumman Goose when he got his seaplane type rating. And I was just like, it like blows my mind. It was one of those you know, weird, surreal moments. Was like, oh. So you've actually flown that plane. Maybe not that specific one, but so much so much yeah. fun.
4: The best part about LVO, though, is we walk away from it inspired. Yep. So I'm, I'm very excited.
5: I remember I was telling you the other weekend, I'm like, I want to go home and just paint. So it's now Monday. I haven't yet to paint. I was gonna say <laughs> I want to go home
4: and paint.
3: And he went home and he sat there and he stared at it for like an hour. So oh, you were boy. inspired to not when I paint well, this is going to be Saturday.
5: So cool. I did all the arena Rex, Um I, I like back checking, checking the story, checking the game, seeing seeing how many people play the game. You know, I before- read up on
0: the game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So it went wow. from being an uh, arena Rex that's almost like Andy R E X to an arena Rex W R E C K S. Yes.
3: Wow. Okay. That's wordcraft. Yeah. That that's trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the, that get you, it. You were forcing that out like Andy just forcing Again out. Again
1: with the abuse. <laughs> I'm over here causing no trouble.
5: Did you really just lay down a State Farm commercial? <laughs> Jeez.
4: Of course you did, didn't you? <laughs> uh, Maybe. Wow. So but anyways, anyways, yeah. but you still feel the you feel, feel still feel the inspiration. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the Jim
2: Carrey show is called The Duck Factory. That's right. I remember that vaguely. Yeah, I actually, actually, do vaguely. remember that.
3: <laughs> um, Anything
4: else you want to bring up, gentlemen? Before um, get I get the I just news? wanted
3: to say. Um, Uh, thanks so much for, uh, the help on the GoFundMe. Um, it, uh, it is still up, but I have actually started a part-time job. So that'll help in the long run, but right now, uh, still struggling in the short term. And, uh, shout out to, uh, uh, Deb Title, who, uh, wrote something very nice for us when she, uh, when she made her contribution, that was very kind, and it's nice to know that uh, that Geek Shock has an effect. So thank you very much. Um,
4: so if you ever wanted to help out the show, consider his uh, GoFundMe, our de facto Patreon for the moment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> de facto.
3: Yeah, they, man, they sh- we should just open up a new GoFundMe. Just call it de facto Patreon.com. <laughs> <dot> <laughs> And, uh, but, um, well,
2: I guess we could cause you don't need a business license to do GoFundMe. There you go. Fuck them. Uh, well,
3: and, and it's funny because you tend to look at GoFundMe as a, as a holy shit help me out, uh, site, but actually it, it's yeah. kind of like it's its own version of Kickstarter or what have you. Yeah. People have, have people started. Just, yeah. You know. There, there are tons of people on uh, GoFundMe with projects. Yes. Who are looking to do stuff. It's not. It, it's not just all uh, medical bills and, people and, uh, people feeling the the pain of this great economy that is just rolling right along <laughs> um, God what else was I gonna add to that I don't know um, huge I, yeah huge, huge. Um, I uh, uh, no I guess I haven't seen anything new. I've been watching the same old YouTube stuff and everything that I've been watching before, so there's nothing new to report in terms of geeky things I've been doing. But well, you're
2: the only one of us that saw Picard, though. So. Oh, I did see Picard,
3: that's a good point. Thank you, Jeff. There you go, I knew there's something. I always lock up when it comes to these things.
4: What do you think about Picard?
3: Uh, gorgeously shot, oh my God. It, uh, man, oh man, they are just, you know, uh, 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 television is uh, moving from the golden age of writing to this golden age of what would you, you not cinematography cinematography yeah would you call it that It's just yeah it, it's it's really really looks. I mean, of course, I was at Francine and Jerry's, so I was watching it on a state of the art, really really great TV. But still, it's it is gorgeously shot. Um, I I like to laugh <clears throat> because. Frankly, Jean-Luc Picard is not French. He's British. It's like, and I always, I've always felt they really needed, and when they were setting up Next Generation, they really needed to go, you know what, let's just call him, you know, John Picardy or something, and make him a fucking uh, Englishman. Because and you know,
2: this goes back to like what you were, you and I were talking about uh, last show, where like there could be like one line inserted in there that would explain everything. You could have said it. He could have said something like, "Oh, he was born in France, but uh, educated right in London, right?" And that would have totally, yeah. But and and, and it's because like, he speaks French so in several episodes,
3: right? And he does in Picard. He yes. actually, which is really funny because he has a pit bull. Um, and he has a, it's, he has a pit bull. Those ears are not natural. They, those correct. ears they have to them. be yes. cropped. And it's like a cropped eared pit bull. You, you'd think by the time, you know, the Federation comes around, they'd stop doing that. But this poor little guy, uh, who has a wonderful name, um, he, he's cropped eared. And it's just like, really? Really? He's not going to have a like a little French bulldog that he just like carries, we'll s- clutched to his chest, you know, like those resistance <laughs> uh, fighters in those old World War II movies. It'd make my wife tune in, you know. But he uh, does speak. a poodle. He does speak a, he, he, a, he, he does speak a little, uh, a little French there. But it's it's um, the story. Uh, um, we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm not. I'm not totally engrossed in the story at all to be perfectly honest but already the little glimmerings of what they're showing it's like well this is going to be some interesting stuff and uh, and one thing that i like is uh i'm i'm unusual from the original series in that i love the romulans and everybody goes klingon crazy i like the romulans and it looks like romulans are uh are a featured bad guy here so, that's kind of cool.
2: The one spoiler-free so. review I read about it said that, to its credit, they get a lot of the fan service and stuff like that out of the way in the first episode. So, by the time you get to episode two, you really start jumping into the story. Mm. So, I don't. you'll have to let me know whether that review is correct when yeah. you watch the second well. one. Yeah, I mean... If I've you watch the
1: second We one. also watched the first episode of Avenue 5.
3: Oh! See? God damn it, I knew it did something yeah. else. That's right. Yeah, that that actually... I meant to do that this That's week actually week. funny. It's actually got a few twists to it. Mm-hmm. Um, right in the first episode, it, it we only watch one episode. Only it? It. We only watch one. Right in the first episode, they have a twist reveal, and you actually get an idea of what the whole
4: series is going to be about. Which is funny, because... Uh,
1: not what it looks like in the previews. Oh,
4: right. Okay, right. I, I'm still not sold on it. I've seen that first episode as well. I'm. I can't say I. I. I didn't like it. I enjoyed it, but I'm not in there yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Neelix in there for uh, Paul, though. That's good. <laughs>
5: yeah, that's true. It's funny.
3: <laughs> and, and wow, just Mr. Neelix. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, Avenue Five. It's yeah. the
4: HBO cruise ship in space show yeah
3: yeah it is Hugh Laurie uh Ethan Phillips as Andy mentioned and uh, a few others and it um it it, the look it's really funny because I'm looking at it and it's like it's it's incredibly it's incredibly Orville in its look set design the way it's shot and stuff and I miss Orville I used to watch it, but Francine decided she doesn't like it, so... I, so you don't get to watch it anymore. So I don't get to watch it when I go over to Francine and Jerry's anymore. What's so mm. that on? It's on Hulu. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell it's on. I, I just go there and watch stuff. So, yeah. Picard, though.
4: Wild. God,
3: it looks good. Jesus.
4: All right, gentlemen, let's get to some news. How about some news you don't give a shit about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a ah, nice subdued It was pained.
1: Well, I'm pained excellent. today. Everyone's was abusing excellent. me. But good talk about.
4: I'll, I'll never find it in the uh, the the audio cues. But thank you. Yeah, yes, there there I you appreciate go. it. Uh, it was pain, <laughs> but or was it pain? <laughs> gone? Now I'll find it. No News don't give a shit about Disney and Lucasfilm have halted production on Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> Star Wars series in development at Disney Plus. Citing, quote, two independent sources with knowledge of the situation, Collider reports that the series has been put on hold at its production location in London's Pinewood Studios, and that Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy is reportedly unhappy with the state of the show's current script. Both The Hollywood Reporter and Variety have independently confirmed the news. Disney and Lucasfilm jettisoned the two scripts that have so far been written for the series, and that quote lucasfilm is now on the hunt for a new writer to pen the series unquote which may be retooled from a six episode first season down to only four episodes i believe we call that a movie (laughs) Uh, colliders report also states that on location production on the series is suspended indefinitely and that rather than scrapping plans for the hugely hyped show, which delves into Obi-Wan's years between losing Anakin to the dark side of the Force and the beginning of the original 1977 Star Wars timeline, crew work on the series may be delayed as scripts on the early Obi-Wan episodes go through a rework.
5: Excellent. So now I can cancel Disney+, because that was supposed to be the bridge between the next couple shows. I mean,
4: depending on who you
2: talk to, I mean, he's probably got that in there, but Ewan McGregor's basically said, no, we're pushing it back to later this year so we can... Uh, prep up the scripts a little more. He said, this is a good yeah. thing, this is a good thing. And I'm like, alright, I'm going to take you at your word, Ewan McGregor, but...
4: Now they did move up uh, Falcon and the snowman. No, that's not it. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. <laughs> You're close. Winter Soldier, <laughs> snowman. <laughs> uh, Falcon, that was supposed to go in the fall, now it's going to appear in August. That's the plan. So that's yeah. kind of been moved up because of this, I guess. So that's where it's at. So we don't know when, but It's still coming, but later because so far, apparently it's shit.
2: Yeah, depending on what source you look at, one of the sources that I read said that the story ideas were sound, but apparently the actual shooting scripts were very weak, and like all the crew showed up to the studio to film and were sent home. So that's, that's, that's how far into it they got before the kibosh was put on filming this 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 week so yeah oh. that's uh it's pretty uh pretty harsh we'll see what happens harsh man i mean I, I think given their history with the you know the franchise they have a real opportunity to turn it around so i mean shoot we got i think probably they were stunned at how popular mandalorian was and didn't want to do something that wasn't going to at least be as good as mandalorian so
0: Sure.
3: and that's funny because I I still recall the numerous tweets and posts from
2: writer types,
3: right, <clears throat> who were just poo pooing Mandalorian, left and right. It's like it's, it seems like they were the chief ones who were really not uh, happy with the series, well, where well, where everyone not, else was like woohoo.
4: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I but I'll, I'll agree, it's not deep storytelling. But how deep can you get in a half hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. News don't give a shit about. Marvel has ended development on both Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler for the foreseeable future. Boo. The shows were two of the four adult animated series. The company had been developing for Hulu as part of the Marvel Animated Universe, but with Marvel TV officially shuttered last month and folded into Marvel Studios under the control of MCU architect Kevin Fige, a source close Mikey. to the production confirmed that the powers... That be decided the acts the shows. The remaining shows, Ask. Mo- uh, the shows Modok and Hitmonkey, will continue to be developed. <laughs> I love the fact that Modok and Hitmonkey are still a go. <laughs> right. But Howard the Duck and Tiger and Dazzler are... <laughs> uh, and the animated crossover series, The Offenders, is likely to be scrapped as well. well uh-huh. Of course.
1: Jeez.
4: The well, moves- how can you have Offenders without Howard the Duck? Right. The move is also the latest blow to befall Tiger and Dazzler as Marvel fired the writing staff and showrunner Erica Regenova back in December for four months into the production as part of a creative overhaul. Uh, this new take on Howard the Duck was to be written by Kevin Smith and Aqua Hunger Force's oh. Dave Willis. Uh, Howard <laughs> started as a, uh, Marvel's comic imprint in 73 by Steve Gerber and artist Val Barrett. God oh, damn it.
3: Ah, uh, well...
4: I would have loved to have seen
2: their idea uh, for Howard the Duck. I so would have, too.
3: Are, are we sure this, this needed to be in Don't Give a Shit About, considering shit poor about it. Andy's pain? You no,
1: know, We've discussed this. Don't Give a Shit of stuff that hurts us, as opposed to stuff we like. I'm glad it hurts you. It hurts me hard.
3: <laughs> wow. that Queeby. Uh, wow.
1: Queeby.
4: I
3: know. That sounds like a some kind of rap song.
1: News yeah.
4: <laughs> no, you don't give a shit about. Yeah? Paramount and Hasbro have two new Transformer movies in the works. Oh, oh boy. Good. Yeah, let's get some more goddamn Transformer <laughs> movies. Forget
1: about Howard the Duck. Forget about brilliant writing. No, let's get some goddamn robots punching each other. Fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> wow.
2: I want three new Transformer if it's... movies. Bring them on. Roll out. Roll out, Transformer <laughs> movies. Roll out. If robots it's more, punching each other. <laughs> if it's more Michael Bay Transformers, I agree with you 100%. If they could no, do more. They're
1: all robots punching each other. No matter who's writing it, it's robots if punching it's each other. If
2: it's more Bumblebee style writing where there's actually a story there and. Racist characters robots and... punching each other.
1: Good. <laughs> that's even better.
5: As, as opposed to. Did you to see Bumblebee? T- no, of course not. he didn't. Of course. As not. opposed
3: to. The fine writing that comes with a talking duck.
1: Yes, I know. The fine right? writing with a talking duck was real.
3: Ah, so maybe fine writing with robots punching each other is a possibility.
2: All I'm going to say is if they could what? continue what? making Transformers mean, movies what? like they did with Bumblebee, I think the franchise has a shot. They've if they're going to keep doing Michael Bay style, it's, it let it die. They've made 37 terrible punching robot movies. They no, made they one Howard not. the
1: Duck movie that wasn't great.
5: There Give it go. a chance,
1: you bastards. Uh,
5: excuse me. The very first Transformers was amazing. The amazing? First, I think that's strong. I, praise first <laughs> that is the one I saw,
1: and it was not amazing, my friend.
5: Amazing. It was good. It wasn't amazing. Even, it was barely adequate. A strong praise.
2: <laughs> I think it was better than you remember because I fell for it, too. The second time I watched it, I was like, oh. I th- it's it's seeing a live action Transformers you had that build up for years where you're like, "Oh my god, I'm finally getting that thing that I've always wanted." I and it's not bad. And then you look at it and then you go back and watch it again, you're like, "Oh. It's kind of like
4: Phantom menace. That it's, was something yeah, I it's it's wanted.
2: It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. It was
1: not a thing I wanted. I didn't have any connection to Transformers. So I saw that with a clean slate, it
2: sucked. <laughs> you didn't look at it through rose glasses. It was Bella robots glasses. punching each other. They were not punching each other. They had guns. Well, from the second movie on, absolutely. That's all it was. Yeah, they were punching each
3: other with guns. We need more talking ducks with nipples. Yes. (laughs) Where are the nipples coming from? Uh, That was in the movie. I don't remember well, that let's part. attempt to flesh out. To <laughs> oh, the, oh, we don't remember that part. We just conveniently yeah, forget the crap. Selective, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and and that goes,
1: explains a few things. He gets blasted. This into. is like blaming Captain America <laughs> for sucking because of the rib, the the friggin' Matt Salinger version. Uh, wow, no, that's, it, it's that's a deep cut.
2: It,
3: actually, that's not what it is. Is saying talking duck robots punching each other there is nothing about one or the other that means great writing is gonna
1: come or talking not come. duck is brilliant <laughs> talking satire duck is brilliant brilliant satire about American culture punching robots is punching robots listen
5: punching robots brilliant tipping. satire about cybertron culture okay there's oh, there's shit.
3: nothing about one or the other that makes the other happen you got a brilliant satire yeah. and robots punching each other yeah Just like you could have Talking Duck, that was not brilliant. Yeah, because the second
4: Transformer was a brilliant satire on urban culture. There you go. No, it wasn't. Contemporary (laughs) or (laughs) Brilliant Mm -hmm. satire on Shia LaBeouf. Give him my goddamn duck back. (laughs) So, two new Transformer movies in the works with script writing one film coming from Army of the Dead co writer uh, Joby Harold. And writing on the other, coming from James Vanderbilt, who collaborated with David Fincher on Zodiac. You know what would have been hilarious there? You should have put,
5: coming from writer of the old Howard the Duck movie. (laughs) But it's not. This is news.
4: I I can't make up shit. God damn
3: it. Why not? We'll just be be Fox Shock.
4: Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. We'll be fair and balanced. Yeah. At this early stage, there's little information about what kind of stories each movie will pursue. Although the Hollywood Reporter notes that Paramount and Hasbro are, are looking neutral. to, quote, build out the Transformers universe Ooh, by serving out. up multiple storylines as part of a multi-movie strategy. Oh, God. <laughs> In a separate report, though, Variety cites sources suggesting that one film could return to the smaller, more personally-delivered story world like Bumblebee, while the other, quote, would likely revamp the original franchise with a bigger ensemble and a larger production feel. Oh, good. And deadline, similarly citing unnamed inside sources, adds that the same project is one that's being written by Vanderbilt, and it may be based on Beast Wars Transformers, originally launched in ninety six as an animated spin off series featuring yeah. robots that transform into animals. See, Hell oh yeah, ooh.
3: talking duck transformer robot duck talking. Beast Wars. Best of both worlds.
4: Yeah,
3: it'll it it naturally lends itself to better writing. Duck Wars.
4: Yeah. Bumblebee Uh. pulled in a modestly respectable $468 million at the global box office and was generally well-received by critics. And there's also no news on potential role of longtime Transformer film director and producer Michael Bay, who stepped away from the director's chair for Bumblebee, but still took a producer's credit. This is it.
1: i draw the line in the sand here. Talking robots, punching punching robots. No. (laughs)
3: Punching ducks. I punching want to see ducks.
1: Punching Ducks. Howard is a master of quack foo, uh, so yes, oh, absolutely. He is going to get see, so on your ass
3: see, for that. See, see, Punching mm. Ducks, and, and now all of a sudden the writing just comes. Yeah. Yeah. Duck it, Punch. It writes itself. Who yeah.
1: Was he fighting the Aflac Duck? What? He was fighting the Kidney Lady. Who's, after, who's Brilliant a... writing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
3: I'm
5: down. I would, I would <laughs>
1: lend you the books, but I know you can't read.
5: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. wow. Look, look, you attack his little duck know, guy, know, and he gets all and him. hurt. Ad him. Him. He's yeah. fiery like
1: yeah. his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wicked
0: Geek!
4: Yay! Is the duck, the duck back on? No. Damn it. As part of its new $500 million deal with Warner Brothers, J.J. Abrams' bad robot is developing a Justice League Dark Universe... That will see DC comic series adapted for film and television franchises. Wasn't
3: that already happening?
4: What? No, that got kiboshed. That was uh, back when Guillermo del Toro was going to be doing it, and that got completely wiped out. Because del Toro just doesn't know supernatural and horror and stuff? I think it was a matter of one, uh, if I remember right, because this happened like two years ago, I a think. Billion, at this point.
5: Yeah. Scheduling conflict with Darkwater or whatever the fuck it was, right? It was
4: one, that things kept getting pushed on, and so Del Toro was like, I gotta do this, or walk, and walk mm-hmm. happened. And two, they, that was back when DC didn't know what the fuck they were gonna do about oh, anything. But they know now. Kind, of, Well, I think they're in a better place. Let's oh, okay. put it that way. They need talking ducks. So... So it's not going to have the the, well, the darkness that Del Toro would bring. It's going to have the lightness that J.J. Abrams would bring to the dark go. universe. Lens flares yes. in the dark universe. Uh, Bad Robots, head of motion pictures, Hannah Magella, and head of television, Ben Stevenson, will <laughs> be taking pitches from prospective writers to figure out which dark superheroes will be featured. Block the- Adam. Created by. Uh, what? <laughs> created by Peter black Milligan with yeah, art black by Lightning. Mikhail Janin. Du- Justice League Dark first launched in 2011's. Well, Justice League Dark number one. Uh, I know.
3: I'm struggling to think of black DC characters too, gotta, and I'm blanking.
4: Just two.
5: Black, <laughs> there's more than that. Black, black Racer. There must be. Please. Please be
3: more. Ah, oh, Mr. Terrific. The new Mr. Terrific. That's right. Not and, the old and, one. No, he's. That's one of the. That's one of green the better. Lantern. That's one of the better. Um,
5: <gasps> the Black Manta. Black Manta.
1: Manta that's true. Um, and so sure, John Stewart. I know. That's why I was wondering why they said it in the first place. The only black guys. Yeah.
2: That was sad when he left the Daily Show. I said black racer. Yeah, yeah I know.
3: But
1: nevertheless, he
2: became one me, hell of
3: a Green liner.
2: Please tell me we're going to have Matt Ryan's John Constantine in this series. That'd be freaking awesome. No, we don't know.
4: We. Uh, that's, uh, I, I would. I would be nice. It would be very nice. So the goal is of the original comic was assembling all of DC Comics' occult-themed characters. Oh,
0: occult. Oh. Giving them
4: storylines that would require them to work together. Notable members of JLD include Exorcist and occult detective John Constantine. Yep.
2: The animated, John, uh, <laughs> the animated Justice League Dark was actually pretty good, mm. and it featured Matt Ryan as Constantine. It, it was okay.
4: You didn't like it? It was okay. All right. Boy. The creature otherwise known as Frankenstein a uh, human plant hybrid swamp thing, mm-hmm. a magical martial artist, uh, and Trinity of Sin member Pandora, mystic fortune teller Madame Xanadu, a shape-shifting master of disguise Black Orchid, the ghostly acrobat Deadman, the master of illusion, supernatural expert, expert Dr. Mist, other JLD superheroes exhibiting franchise potential include Mind Warp, a telepath, uh, Nightmare Nurse, a healer of mystical wounds, uh, the Phantom Stranger, an omniscient and mysterious yeah, paranormal powers. Uh, Amethyst, princess of gem world, mm-hmm. spellcaster. Shade, the changing man, as a secret agent from another dimension. And Timothy Hunter, a boy magician who becomes a wizard king. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, no s- Etrigan? Yeah. N- uh, no what? No Etrigan? etrigan the, demon, uh, the demon? The he had, demon? The, he was in the, uh, the yeah. animated version. Yeah. No, or Zatanna. No, 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 Zatanna, yeah.
3: No doctor occult? Mm. Huh? Man. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, they, they got choices. Is
1: what I'm I saying.
5: Doctor Fate, ch- and yeah, Doctor Fate too. Yeah. Stepping
1: back, that's the old version of Swamp Thing you mentioned there, not the the current version. Where he's just plant. Well, he's he's the the elemental sorcerer of plant. Yeah, he's, sure.
3: Yeah. Oh no, we, we're getting the one that banged Adrian Barbeau. Uh, yes, the West right. Craven one.
0: Yeah, yeah West Craven.
3: Um, yeah, uh, I'm all for Justice League Dark. I love sure, these yeah, characters. Sure. I it's, I like occult superhero stories. I wish there were more of those coming.
4: The only thing is, I don't know if I trust J.J. J. Abrams' bad robot in this universe. It's it doesn't seem like that's bad. His addictive. wheelhouse was not heroes?
1: He, his sorry, was, was heroes him? No, no,
3: no. Didn't have anything to do with heroes? He didn't have anything no. to do with that. Was that Linda Love or or or?
2: I think DVD you're probably confusing it because some of the actors that were on Heroes oh, ended yeah, up yeah. appearing That's in J.J. Abrams' of. movies. You know, uh, yeah. Zachary Kinto, most notably, who played Spock, but other well, actors have appeared in...
3: Shh. Grunberg.
2: That's what I was saying. Oh, Grunberg. <laughs> Grunberg's in
3: every J.J. Grun- Abrams project. Grunberg! Yeah. You know, Snap. Just call him Snap. Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley. A
4: major character in the Chuck Wendig books, by the way. His Aftermath series, great book series. Read it if you like Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, anything you want else want to say about The Dark?
1: Um, Let's make it happen. It'll make me happy. I will
4: say this. With this push forward and that it's part of the huge Warner Brothers deal that J.J. Abrams signed not that long ago, chances of this happening are pretty strong at least. Because uh, yeah. with the Del Toro thing, that was kind of, they're moving toward it, but they never really right. moved no. on it.
3: That's 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 the big thing.
4: Yeah, so on this week, that could happen. Uh, Brian K. Vaughan's sci-fi comic Ex Machina is making its way to the big screen. Oh, good, because it didn't before.
1: That was a different Ex Machina.
4: Yeah. He plagiarized? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Just T- the, the title. title.
4: Oh, Just the title. You can't, you
1: can't copyright a title.
4: Yeah, you can. Nope. If the new a- cinematic take on the comic will be called The Great Machine. Fixing all of this discussion. Oh, and that's I'm sure why. The script will be adapt- adapted by Anna Waterhouse and Joel Shrapnel. Uh, Joel Shrapnel. Joe Shrapnel. His last name is
1: Shrapnel. Yeah, Shrapnel. That can't be real. Read it and <laughs> no, read, I believe motherfucker. you, motherfucker. I, I just,
3: dude, and that—that's his show name. His his birth name was
4: Joe Frag. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> he comes from a long line of. From a long line of shrapnets. (laughs) Vaughn will serve as producer on the film, with everything being overseen by Legendary Entertainment. Legendary nabbed the rights to the property as part of their three-year overall film and TV pact with Vaughn, the comic creator behind such title as Why the Last Man, Saga, and Paper Girls. After making its debut in 2004 under DC's Wildstorm imprint, the comic ran for 50 issues and told the story of Mitchell Hundred a former superhero who becomes mayor of New York following the events of 9-11. He has the power to talk to mechanical devices, hence the machine wording in the various titles. His superhero name was Great Machine, which is, of course, now the title of the movie. Oscar Isaacs will be playing Mitchell 100, so he was in both versions of Ex Machina. And Rosario Dawson is signed on to play Alma, a fierce medic and Manhattan mom who is on a desperate search for her lost Isn't, son. Isn't uh, Isaac's Night nurse? Pr- what? <laughs> producing
3: yeah. and shit, too? Sorry? Isn't Isaac's uh, producing and shit,
4: Isaac? Yeah, on this one, I don't know. I think. It might be. I don't remember reading it. I certainly didn't put it in the notes. Oh, well. Okay. So the word, sh- word
1: shrapnel actually comes from the surname shrapnel. It's a name for General, General
4: Henry Shrapnel. Oh, so you're saying the grenades named after him? Yes. Wow. Well, well, how did he die? Good question. Who? I
1: think I think he's the one who used the stuff that created shrapnel, and that's why it's named after him. So it's so right uh, there. Invented shell. I know. A I'm shell. looking at it. I'm looking at it. Yeah.
5: Who <laughs> 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 so invented invented a type of exploding, fragmenting shell? Yeah. That's oh, what I wow. said. Shrapnel. So that's where that came from.
3: Kind of, huh? I mean, it sounded organic. Because it sounds to, like- to what it, it actually it is. It sounds onomatopoeic. Almost, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, wow. Golly. Yeah. I want to know now who Frag was named after. Yeah. And
4: Jennifer Noxious Gas.
3: Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Lord and Lady Douchefag. <laughs> <laughs> and Second Titty. Oh. oh.
5: You're really pushing
1: that, huh? I'm trying. Uh, you know, well, trust me, if there was a second dinner for the push, he'd push it.
2: It's not a party without a douchebag.
4: <laughs> this next news, it's not big news, but it really made me smile. So I put it on here. I found this on Sci-Fi via Nerdist. Uh, some heartwarming news from the world of the Pokemon trading card game. Ooh. A tweet thread from at Carolyn director tells the story of how she invited her mother, Pam, to join her on her weekend Pokemon tournament at Core TCG in Pasadena, California. Ooh. Pam sheepishly asked her daughter if it was okay for her to watch the Pokemon tournament, uh, but Carolyn went one uh, further and taught her how to play so she could be part of the competition. What Carolyn likely didn't expect was for her mother to not only beat her when they were pitted against each other in oh, the third no. round of the tournament, Ooh. Mom! but continued doing so well as to finish in the top eight. Whoa. Wow. The tournament had upwards of 40 competitors. The story is sweet in how it shows Pam is just a mom who wants to have fun joining her daughter's game. Her mom- isn't familiar with Pokemon. Quote, she was calling a Raichu a Rikachu and Sandit it sizzle all while owning her opponents. Unquote. Uh, Carolyn tweeted. Uh, yet that didn't stop her from stomping the competition and coming away from the tournament with a handful of booster packs due to her top eight finish. Pam is heading to the
0: regionals.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Beat
4: her kid. That's...
3: That's, Um, what?
4: So that's not only just joining in to have a good time, but ended up
3: making a a play of it. I'll go to the audition to support you, and then you get the fucking role.
1: (laughs) 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 Crazy. In her defense, your mom didn't mean to do that to you. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Disney's live-action remake of Pinocchio has a director. Back to the Future's Robert Zemeckis has closed a deal to direct and co-write the project. Uh, and and now I know that's why I, in the news I give a
1: shit about because that's that's Zemeckis directing is about the only thing that can make me interested. In yes, that. exactly. Well,
2: and that's and why surprised it's here. Disney lured Z- Zemeckis back,
4: right? Writer-director Chris Weitz uh, wrote a, uh, one of the writers on Rogue One and Operation Finale. Zemeckis could do a great Howard the Duck. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could.
2: I agree and should. He
3: could do a great Transformers.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is sculpt. That is that is sculpting with with bread dough though. Trying to make the the, <laughs> da, the Statue of David out of bread dough. Is that is that a
4: thing? Man, that's sculpting with
1: bread dough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> People sculpt with bread dough. It's awful, but they're not detailed. But
4: yeah, but I mean, it's a euphemism.
1: No, I just made it up.
4: <laughs> I'm cutting edge, baby. I'm making up my own euphemisms. Chris Whites is helping pen the screenplay with Zemeckis, who's expecting to begin production at the end of the year. Uh, no casting has been confirmed just yet, although Tom Hanks is reportedly being courted to play Geppetto. Uh, Zemeckis and Whites will be working with the previous draft and script written by Paddington 2's Simon Farnaby. Based on the 1940 animated feature of the same name, Pinocchio tells the story of a wooden puppet that dreams of becoming a real boy. A notorious liar, Pinocchio's nose famously grows in length whenever he tells a fib. Uh, With some help from his conscience, a cricket named Jiminy Cricket, he'll learn what it takes to be human. News of Zemeckis' attachment to Pinocchio arrives on the same day that Disney announced it was planning a live-action remake of 1942's Bambi. (laughs)
1: So, Lord, why? <laughs>
4: that's, that's the one
2: I'm just like, of all the movies you're going to make a live action one of. And I'm trying
1: to parse the whole, based on the 1940 Pinocchio
2: movie, because that's based on weird, weird ass children's books. It's because the original book is in the public domain. Disney can only copyright it by going off of their own properties, their uh, own versions of it. Spotchy oh. can't
3: copyright a title. <laughs>
1: cannot copyright uh, a title.
2: You cannot copyright a title unless it's a wholly original title, like something made up, like something that is like a created for that title specifically name. For an example? Uh, Zathura. All right. That was made just for that movie. Okay. Um, uh, Cong- Conglomacklin. Uh. Uh, that's not what I would the know. Point, but <laughs> sure. The point is,
1: if you wanted to, Kirsten, you could write a book called "The Sun Also Rises." Yes. Yeah. I. I but pff, I don't know.
3: I'm gonna have to work on my talking duck, so it'll be good writing. <laughs> Which, by the way, that have not, you read the damn books? Uh, Howard the Duck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I just, uh, dude, I'm just it's loving it. It's personal to Andy. It's very I, personal. I know. I just, I'm just loving it because you make it sound like it's because it's a talking duck. No, it's not it's basically and, and it's because it's bad the writing. writing was because brilliant. it's robots punching each other. It's, it's, it's only going to be bad writing. And it's like, no, it's, it's just the bad writing is Howard just is there.
1: trapped in a world he never made. So are the Transformers, yeah, actually. They, they didn't make that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but they, don't, they don't talk about that shit.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Punch <laughs> up Pinocchio by having Pinocchio be a duck. Oh, and, yeah. and his bill gets longer every
4: time he lies. And he gets swallowed by a big whale uh, animal transformer. Or... There
2: you go. Yeah. You Giant make Howard will. the Duck a robot and have him punch other duck robots, and, and it his would drive grows when he lies, and yeah. it would drive Andy over the edge. And we'll use a
3: post, a post part, a post mortem. No, CGI. Robin Williams is Geppetto.
2: Robo Duck.
3: There you go.
4: Who plays Jiminy cricket? Uh, Jim Carrey. I'm down. All right, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this week we lost Terry Jones, one of the founders of the British comedy troupe uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus. He was 77. After Python disbanded, Jones wrote several historical nonfiction books, hosted documentaries, and wrote the 1986 fantasy film Labyrinth.
3: Those were fun documentaries, uh, like medieval lives and stuff like that. Those actually were pretty good. I watched a few of those on YouTube.
2: I, I agree with you, absolutely.
4: And we also lost Dark, Sh- Dark Shadows veteran John Carlin, died at the age of 86. Carlin won an Emmy for playing Harvey Lacey on Cagney and Lacey. Uh, the actor's genre fans likely know him best for his portrayal of Willie Loomis, the catatonic con man turned vampire servant. Oh, sorry, it's catalytic. I wrote catalytic <laughs> there. Catalytic? Yeah. Catalytic what? con man turned vampire servant Catalytic that con? kicks off the supernatural events of the gothic oh, soap opera oh. Dark Shadows. Okay. See, it's a whole thing. Oh, all right.
3: I, you know what? That actually sounds like a party could play. I had no idea about the Dark Shadows no. connection. None.
4: He played multiple characters like Carl and Desmond Collins and Kendrick Young over the course of the four year, 180 episode run on the show. I
2: I remember him from Cagney and Lacey because my mom, like, absolutely watched that show religiously when
4: I was a kid. He also guest starred in shows like Shazam, Charlie's Angels, and the Hardy Boys' Nancy Drew Mysteries. Shazam! And films like the 1984 sci-fi film Impulse. Mm -hmm. And we'll just finish up with a little Harry Potter stuff. Warner Brothers has announced that it will open Harry Potter New York, the first official flagship store based on the beloved property. This summer, the three story 20,000 square foot store will open next to the Flatiron Building on 935 Broadway in New York. It will house the largest collection of Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast products in the world with everything from personalized robes to Bernie bots, every flavor beans uh, to a range of house wands because, of course, they got to carry the wands. Uh, Harry Potter New York will be part of an expanding portfolio of Warner Brothers owned Wizarding World experiences that includes Warner Brothers Studio uh, Tour London, The Making of Harry Potter, and Platform Nine and Three Quarters retail shops. The God. studio will announce more details later this year.
3: She's she's going to become a a billionaire all over again,
4: right? Right? My goodness! And soon she will open up her own news agency and called a uh, oh, uh, Stripe Bart.
3: P- fucking please. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just, just snark, snark bark. I mean, (laughs) she (laughs) snark bark fast. Snark bark. bark. She really is queen of snark. Mm. She can clap back on Twitter like nobody.
4: Yeah, it's true.
5: And her next uh, book series will be called Harry Potter and the uh, Snark uh, Bark Race for the Decepticons.
4: Yeah. And if you are into live Broadway productions (laughs) on television. ABC's next live musical will be Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Ooh. No. Yeah, I want to see that. The That's upcoming, awesome. The upcoming production, produced by Brooks, will be adapted from the stage version of the classic 1974 satirical monster movie. The original starred Gene, Gene Wilder's Victor Frankenstein. The film also pe- featured Peter Boyle as his monster. Brooks adapted the film into a musical stage show in 2007, finding plenty of success over a two-year Broadway run, featuring songs like Transylvania Mania and join the family business. No casting or release information has been yet announced for the young Frankenstein musical production. Who's on TV. playing Igor? Uh, we will find out eventually, because nothing has been announced yet.
1: Huh. Hmm. Who could play Igor? That's a
2: tough one. Well, I mean, it's... I don't remember who was on the, the original stage cast, but Marty Feldman was difficult to...
4: That's rep- a proper iconic role. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, Iconic. Uh, iconic. Um, yeah,
4: I,
3: yeah, thank I you. had a hunch you were going to say. Ah, um, yeah, nah, nah.
4: Hank Azaria. I think Hank Azaria could pull it off. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But who would play Frau Brücher? Frau <laughs> Brücher. <laughs> thank you. Someone needed to do it.
1: Thank you. Took me a second. I was I was I was actually trying to answer the question. While was, was <laughs> well, the rest <laughs> of us were like, we're not going to make that stupid. No uh, God. <laughs> I love that goddamn movie. Yeah, it's a it's genius a, it's movie. A Terry Gar is like the only one left, right? Pretty much.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, stunt
4: casting. <laughs> she can be Frau Blucher. <laughs> uh, what's your Frau Blucher? Write to us comments that no one winnied. God, Urr, God, sorry,
3: Taffeta, darling. What? He hugs. Her, yeah. He hugs uh, Madeline Kahn. She's uh, like Taffeta, darling, and he's like it. Taffeta, sweetheart, and she's like, no, <laughs> Taffeta. Uh,
4: I'm right. wearing it. Uh, Wrinkles have, easy. I might have to go to sleep watching that tonight. Yeah. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Taffeta K. Howard the Duck. Transformer Matt. We'll talk to you next week and Geek. You know, Punch out. that fucking duck. You I know, stand
2: corrected. Cloris Leachman is still around. Is she? Yeah. Good for her. Oh, my God. Wow. I, no. For some reason, I was thinking she passed recently, but no, she she's could, still around. She could be in it. Well, she is now, next and, you week. You know, and she's going to pass. It, every
3: time she goes,
2: <laughs> 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 I'm still amazed Mel Brooks is still kicking. I mean, right. that man, I swear it's going to live well, for Well, him and ever.
3: Reiner
2: and... Yeah, those guys—they're all in their late nineties and they're still sharp. Yeah, I was just watching an interview with Carl Reiner the other day, and I'm like, I don't remember shit that I did last week. This guy remembers like everything that he's done over the last eighty years yeah. in the entertainment biz. It's well, incredible.
3: Actually, I don't know. Ask him about the shit you know, he <laughs> yeah. took last week. He probably right. be just no. as lost as the rest of us. No. Yeah, I'm That's not gonna ask him about possible. his shit.
4: Yeah. Not even in the shape of a duck? Yeah,
3: really? A talking duck?
1: Yeah, it's a talking duck. Talk shit how are the <laughs> duck? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>